All right, gents, what do we have on the docket today? You know, we have Kevin Adley coming to us from Dr. Lullaby. Dr. Uh, Lullaby. Yeah, exciting stuff. These guys do uh, behavioral therapy with insomnia patients. And of course, we know that's the, the biggest sleeping and waking disorder that our community has to tackle. So I'm excited to see what uh, Kevin's going to talk about today. Yeah. Are, are we going to make him sing? Are we going to make him sing like we did Irene a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I'm going to go with no on that. No. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Let's leave that to the professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll bring Irene back. But uh, in, 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 see, I've always found CBT very interesting, um, especially when I had the chance to work with a university. So it'll be—I'll be very curious to see what he has to say about that. I, I think it is something that is highly neglected in sleep medicine. Going around, you know, when I had other other jobs, uh, going around the country talking to different clinicians and such—it's—it's it's almost forgotten. I think. I don't know. Uh, I'll think about that. Yeah, I know. And I think the other thing I think about too is for our our listeners that are technologists, particularly the CCSH sleep coach is, you know, when they need to not go in that direction, you know, is it's easy to want to treat everyone. And I'd like to see what his thoughts on, you know, what, uh, when the, when the CCSH or sleep coach needs to pitch and not go down the, the road of trying to be the behavioral sleep medicine professional. That's a good point. I mean, you know, as, as a coach, what do you do? You point people in the right direction to get the most, yeah. right. And if uh, somebody needs an additional, um, like, for example, if I'm a coach and I need somebody to get therapy for their knee, I'm not going to try to do the thing my, myself. Right. I would send it to a therapist or a physician or whatever. And I think that's a fantastic point. Well, I think the most important thing for today is that, uh, you know, Robert's joined the Facial Hair Club. So, yeah, you know, yes. almost as pretty as we are, Jerry. Although I did see Jerry lean over a little while ago, and he's he, he might be getting closer to me than he is you. I can only say that, Jerry, because we're we're far apart from each other. Uh, <laughs> You've been working out, man. I, I I saw you a few weeks back, and uh, he's looking buff, isn't he? He is. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's that that's all uh, like we were talking to uh, we were talking to Kevin earlier. That's all editing. So it's post-production. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's right. talk to Kevin, by the way. What's that? I said, let's talk to Kevin, by the way. Let's do right. It. All right. Yep. So um, folks, hold on. And as we get ready for this show. Welcome, everyone, once again to another fantastic episode of Sleep Tech Talk, the sleep podcast with your hosts and friends, Emerson Kerr, Robert Miller, and me, Dr. Gerald George Moneycarote. With that, Rob, uh, Emerson, sorry, tell us what's going on today. All right. Well, I'm not as attractive as Robert is, but thank you. Um, we've got a great guest with us today. We have Kevin Adley, <laughs> uh, hails from Chicago. Uh, he is the director of business development with Dr. Lullaby. 
Uh, Kevin is a registered polysomnographic technologist and has a CCSH credential as well. Um, over 20 years of experience in the field of sleep medicine. He's worked in a variety of areas and has developed an expertise in offering alternative strategies to both providers and patients for traditional sleep treatments. He currently serves as vice chair for the AST's Educational Advisory Committee, thank you, and is on the board of directors for the Illinois Sleep Society. He is committed to giving back to the field and enjoys being a part of the innovation process in the field of sleep medicine. Kevin, welcome to the Sleep Tech Talk podcast. Um, you know, we you've listened to the podcast. We appreciate uh, you being a part of our journey and seeing our evolution. But, you know, one of the things that we like to hear is yours. Uh, we we're certainly want to hear all about Dr. Lullaby, but we are always super interested in how you got here because, as you know, the three of us didn't plan this. We kind of landed in this backwards, and I know that you've had quite the career. When you and I met, you were a part of Midwest Dental, and it moved on from that. But how did how did you get into sleep? How did you get here, Kevin? Well, thank you, Emerson, and thank you, gentlemen. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to, again, thank you. It's an honor being on this. Like you said, I have been on this journey with you guys since uh, day one, and it's been uh uh, great to uh, see kind of the development of the podcast. So uh, keep up the great work there. And um, like many of the other guests that have been on here, yeah, I, I did. I accidentally fell into sleep. Um, in 2001, uh, the dad of one of my best friends growing up was, um, he had opened up some sleep centers in Northwest Indiana and he was looking for overnight techs and uh, he was training and hiring. So um, at the time, I was um, in school. I was studying bio pre-med, and this I looked seemed to me to be a, a great opportunity. Number one, to get that um, that medical you know experience in the medical field, but then also you know good lifestyle fit. So I um, I jumped into it and uh, enjoyed it, and I can recall that initially, not too many people understood what I did. And I think that, uh, you know, over the last 20 years, the industry has done a great job at um, educating the public at, you know, what sleep medicine is. And then in uh, 2003, I ended up taking uh, a job at the University of Chicago and spent the next 15 years there. And the way I look at my, my time at U U the University of Chicago is really in two parts. Uh, the first five years, I had one foot out the door the entire time in the field. I was waiting for the next thing to happen and I was gonna move on from sleep. And, you know, through that time, you know, I, you know, well, in around 2009, I kind of hit an emotional bottom, if you will. And I came to several epiphanies at, the, uh, at that time. And one of them was gratitude. And um, it's kind of fitting we're doing this on the week of Thanksgiving because, uh, you know, being thankful, being grateful has been a really a, a daily part of my life um, since then. And what it allowed me to do this kind of change or metanoia in perspective, uh, it made me grateful for, you know, the experiences of the past, made me grateful for my, my position at the present and future opportunities. And really, for the first time, I really started taking sleep technology as a career. And, uh, you know, from, from then shortly after that, I ended up, um, 
getting advanced into the uh, uh, chief sleep technologist role. And what an experience that was, you know, it was fantastic. I was working alongside the best minds in sleep medicine. And that was my school. I mean, it was such a fantastic experience. I learned so much there uh, between the clinical and the research that we were doing. And uh, it was it was just a, just a great, fabulous experience. And in uh, like 2014-ish, I started uh, really working more and taking an active uh, participation within clinic for the sleep physicians. And, uh, you know, it was there where I kind of started exploring that um, CCSH. I think that was when it initially had came out. And I was one of the first, you know, part of that first cohort that uh, took the test for the CCSH credential and really, uh, you know, embraced that new opportunity of kind of, you know, again, this chief tech roles were still there, but also that clinical experience of being that physician extender in clinic and uh, really kind of, you know, just, I think at that time I saw that, uh, you know, it was sleep was changing and the role of the technologist, there was, you know, uh, I, I guess a new uh, branch to go into and I was really, really enjoying it. And um, in about two, 2018, I realized that, um, you know, it kind of hit me where, you know, I kind of got the itch to go and try something new, like, you know, go beyond the walls of the sleep lab. And it was at that time that I took the clinical director position for Midwest Dental Sleep Center, who is the nation's largest provider in dental sleep medicine. And let me tell you, a fantastic company to work for, and they do dental sleep medicine the right way. And it truly was one of those experiences where, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you get in there. And I, I, I spent the next four years learning every day. And it was, uh, again, a great experience to kind of set me up to where I'm at today with Dr. Lullaby. Hey, Kevin, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with Dr. Lullaby? I, I love the service, and uh, I know you and I have talked trying to figure out ways to work together. Um, but tell us tell us what you do at Dr. Lullaby, maybe even a little bit about the company and, and what you offer. I know it's, it's certainly a unique space and a much-needed space in sleep medicine, and uh, we'd love to know what you're, you know, what specifically you're doing to help the, the company grow. Yeah, so um, I'm the director of business development, and you know, so really my role is bringing in business, right? And it's it's really uh, reaching out, finding avenues where our services are needed. Uh, you know, we've really kind of went um, full steam ahead with um, you know the mission of uh, the our overall mission is to open up access to care for behavioral sleep medicine services. And who better to go to than the provider? They're the ones who are in need. Their clinics are, uh, you know, bogged down times with insomnia. They don't have anybody to send their insomnia patients to for, um, you know, the first line treatment rec recommendation for treating chronic insomnia, which is CBTI. And, you know, so I'm really building and growing um, awareness of the company and, um, you know, looking to, uh, you know, uh, get that that word out to the physicians, the sleep centers uh, across the country. Right now, we're in six states, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Georgia, and Florida. 
And so we're really trying to look at density uh, for those specific states. But the goal is to grow nationally and to, uh, you know, get into all 50 states. And actually, our goal is to become global, which we're uh, one step away from, we're shortly uh, away from that goal. We're actually in 2023 going to be doing a, uh, a partnership with ResMed and uh, in Australia, which is going to be kind of a pilot program that we're launching, which we're super excited uh, about. And so, you know, again, like, you know, outside of the kind of the physician landscape, you know, working with, um, you know, the industry and trying to find kind of that need and that fit for companies like ResMed, Inspire, uh, DMEs, um, and other, um, you know, services that definitely have some, some sort of patient reach that could be uh, useful, our services could be useful for them. Go ahead, Emerson. Looks like you're trying to get the unmute button. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking more kind of going back to the clinical side of, you know, Camisa has been a hot topic for a little while because of, you know, as we, we struggle to find tools for adherence for CPAP, you know, the numbers are, are epically bad when you look at, you know, anywhere from one to two to three years out on adherence with, with them. So when, when, when you look at some of the strategies you use and, and, and working with your patients, what are some of the really highlights that Dr. Lullaby brings to, to our friends in sleep technology? Because, you know, most of the folks listening to us are wondering, okay, how does, how does this fit into what I do, you know, as a sleep tech? What are some of the things that you, you can enhance their practice with um, strategies that you guys bring to, to really treat this unique type of patient, this Comisa patient? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the mission, again, going back to the mission of Dr. Lullaby, opening up access to care. So there's less than 200 board certified providers out there in the country. And, uh, you know, according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, uh, CBTI is the first treatment option for treating insomnia, right? So oftentimes patients, uh, what, what ends up happening is patients end up on sleeping medication prior to, um, but, you know, ever any attempt because of the access to care. Um, Comisa is, uh, like you said, the hot topic and you know, patients can experience, you know, I mean, I think the second most common sleep disorder is OSA. So somebody with OSA can easily at some point uh, develop insomnia. I think the way I see it fit for um, sleep labs, specifically sleep technologists is, you know, being able to, I, I guess, have that education to identify these patients that you know, kind of are in need of that first line recommendation. Um, you know, we have sleep labs that have, um, you know, our brochures in their, in, their, in their lab for their patients. You know, those patients that, um, you know, have a proclivity for insomnia or uh, oftentimes insomnia patients, they're not, that's kind of a rule out for an in, in overnight uh, study. However, um, you know, one of the services that we do offer is, therapy acclimation. So, you know, that goes beyond the, um, you know, say issues that a patient may have with equipment. This is specifically more 
the um, patients that are struggling with the behavioral and the cognitive component to it. And we can help. I, we've been receiving uh, you know, referrals um, for CPAP adherence uh, patients that are struggling to adhere to CPAP, um, also that develop insomnia you know, while on CPAP. And then also, um, you know, patients that are on Inspire therapy, you know, that's, um, you know, there's the pre-implants, those patients who have insomnia, they're actually an exclusion from Inspire therapy. We can help address that. And then, you know, the Inspire therapy itself, you know, a lot of the things that come up is there, you know, the acclimation to that can be challenging. Uh, specifically with kind of the anticipation anxiety for, um, you know, the, the device being triggered. So all of our, um, so our, our providers are all PhD psychologist level uh, providers, and they're all specifically trained in behavioral sleep medicine. So, um, you know, that whole gamut of disorders, you know, anything from, you know, straight insomnia to CPAP adherence struggles to nightmare disorders, um, anything that kind of fits under that umbrella of behavioral sleep medicine um, is, you know, our providers are very well trained with that. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because, you know, we, we just, uh, you know, several of us were a part of the Society of Behavioral Sleep Medicine Conference. And during our CCSH uh, portion of it, we were really focusing on the CCSH really staying in their lane because I think sometimes as clinicians, we, all because we know how to do desensitization, it doesn't necessarily mean that we know how to navigate some of the challenges from a behavior standpoint that a trained psychologist really needs to be the one involved in that. You know, in your experience, you know, what are some of the things that the, the CCSH or sleep technologist that might be involved in some of those things when are some of those moments where they need to be thinking, you know what, this is really stepping out of my lane and I really need to, to look to Dr. Lullaby or a trained psychologist to really step into this space? What would be some of your advice to help them recognize those moments? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that uh, there is a challenge there because oftentimes, you know, is a CCSH or sleep coach, you know, you may know those answers, but it, it comes down to like, you know, when do you, when do you start practicing medicine? Right. And when are you starting to give medical advice to this patient? Um, I think specifically uh, a concern that kind of comes to mind is, you know, big component for CBTI is sleep restriction, right? So you're giving the patient a set bedtime and what you're trying to do is you're trying to uh, increase that sleep pressure through the day so that when it is time for them to go to bed, they're able to go to bed and it's easier for them to go to bed. The challenges with navigating through kind of that sleep restriction um, phase is, you know, it can be painful for the patient. And if, um, you know, you always run the risk of something happening to the patient, like a car accident, if they fall asleep because they're, you know, they're struggling through this sleep restriction phase. So I would say that that definitely, um, you know, as a, you know, uh, our, you know, PhD or a sleep psychologist, they have a license, they're a licensed provider in which they can, you know, make those types of recommendations is, you know, just a good example. Any interesting case studies that you'd be willing or that you can talk about 
on the on the show just because just like all of us we you know, we've been in these situations where we were at clinic and there was always something interesting that popped up so i'm just curious if there was something that you could talk about or talk to you you knew i was going to ask that by the way jerry <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wish i wish i would have known you were going to ask that because i love case studies and uh, i think they're the one of the best ways to learn and I could have pulled one and like been prepared for that question. Um, however, since I'm really my 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 kind of part is outside of the clinical scope and you know facing with a, a patient, um, I I can uh, I can't really speak to many specific case like a spe specific case. What I can say though is that um, you know we are um, you know some of the really neat kind of initiatives that we're doing. Um, is, uh, you know, like the Inspire work. So we're kind of exploring this partnership with Inspire. And, you know, that's looking at um, the pre-implant. So again, going and treating those patients that have insomnia or proclivity for insomnia before impl implementation. And then the post-implementation patients who are struggling to adherence. But then, you know, oftentimes, you know, we look at this COMISA, right, of somebody who's treated on their therapy, they're, they're great with CPAP or they're great with Inspire, but all of a sudden they, they uh, develop insomnia. Now, um, you know, we can be a part of that picture where we can get that patient sleeping better. And hopefully say somebody, you know, companies like ResMed where they're looking at tracking data, adherence data through the, you know, through the, uh, the course of the patient's use of a device or Inspire. I know Inspire is kind of focusing in on long-term adherence. We can help bolster those numbers up and improve outcomes. So um, I would say that's kind of my uh, my unprepared answer, if you will. Well, that's, I appreciate that. And uh, it's always curious, you know, all of us are clinicians at, at heart. So we're always curious about that sort of thing. At the same time, as much as want to ask you more questions. We are running out of time. Do you have anything that you want to add really briefly before we, uh, before we close? Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I just, I guess, speaking to the audience, the sleep techs, um, you know, you know, I look at that really three parts for the, the text that the three different audiences I'm talking to, you know, we're here to be um, I, I really love the collaborative approach to medicine, right? And multidiscipline approach. And so if you're not, you know, familiarize yourself with the BSM literature. Um, you know, I, I, most people don't realize that CBTI is the first line treatment recommendation for treating chronic insomnia. And, you know, just sharing that information, you can help your patients as an overnight tech. You can also help your patients as that CCSH uh, physician extender. And then, um, you know, also for those that are do out there doing the sleep coaching, you know, being uh, informed of all the literature is, is really important to be able to have and, and best uh, help your patients. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, folks, we are out of time. So we just want to say thank you so much for joining us once again. We sincerely appreciate you. Do not forget to hit the like button. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And most importantly, do not forget to share this with all the other thousands and thousands of sleep techs that are out there or anybody that's interested in sleep, period. 
there are thousands. I know the registry numbers, so don't think you can hide from us. Be sure to subscribe and listen to it. And those of you who are on the uh, on YouTube, we thank you so much. The the audience is growing little by little, and we sincerely appreciate that. And thanks again to our sponsor, React Health. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. With that, we close. And until next time, lights on. So, guys, what'd you think? Sounds like a great program. Um, loved hearing how you know they're they're really tackling both insomnia and comisa. You know, comisa is a, a really fascinating problem. You know, in particular because of the not adherence challenges patients have with CPAP, and right. you know, having that solution is is big. So, uh, I'm glad uh, glad we have a source for our listeners to lean on. You know, for those types of patients, I I agree. And it's also digital, which, which I think is a, a you know a big differentiator than you know trying to find a, a local provider, which in some cases there's just no one available in in many areas to be able to provide that. So I, I think they have a great solution. And I know we talked to Kevin today, but if you if you actually get to speak to the uh, to the CEO of the company, she's fantastic too. I've had an opportunity to meet her in person, and and uh, she's she's awesome as well. What's what's her name? It's been a while. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, but I, I think the insight that you just gave there is that yeah. uh, the fact that it's there are not enough of uh, not uh, not enough of um, providers out there. I was a little right. surprised when he said that there were only two hundred in the nation, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I do recall there was a time in Texas, as large as it is, we only had two providers. Wow. Uh, that that were board certified uh, PhDs, and you're like. Holy crap! You know how how are they going? And that too, four C CBT. How are they going to manage all these patients? And uh, I agree, it's, it, it's something that's really, it's, really needed. Doctor Benali, by the way, it just took me a few minutes. It took me a second to to pull there it out of my. There you go. You know, I think the other thing that's important, and we, you know, I was so glad that Kevin went this way, is that there's this surge of sleep coaching. And it's so exciting to see, you know, our colleagues finding this place. But, you know, you when you get out, this sound like you mentioned in our, our pre-cals is that, you know, all because you, your client has an injured knee doesn't need, mean that you need to be doing scoping and surgery. Right. When it gets to CBTI and sleep restriction and all the things that are really part of behaviorist job, they have a license. And they're operating under the safety of that license. And so our sleep coaching friends need to take a pause whenever they're thinking of venturing into the space of CBTI and some of these things because they're not licensed to do it. And, and that puts them at great risk. And that is not something that any of us want for, for our colleagues or, and friends that are being the pioneers in this new space. So I was so glad that Kevin brought that up. Good point. Excellent point. Hey, by the way, are we ever going to have a guest who didn't stumble into sleep? They purposely meant to <laughs> to join our our uh, field. Yeah, we need to find that. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I, hey, good point, uh, folks out there <laughs> that are watching and listening. That's I think that's a challenge challenge to y'all. If any of you, or if you know of anyone that said, "Hey," When I grow up, I want to be a sleep professional. Let us know. We might just have you on the show. There you go. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, anything else, guys? No. Nope. Good, good show. Yep.
What'd you say? I said that's it for this week. That's it for this week. Okay. And uh, I guess that's that's all we have. And uh, looking forward to our next show. Uh, I think we have some really interesting guests in line. And we're excited to share it with you folks. So until next time, cheers. Thank you all. And see you on the next show.